The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. From Herd at Sports, here's a hot take with Damon Benning and Andrew Rogers. Hot takes back with you, Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. Takeaways from the Purdue loss. Nebraska, of course, in West Lafayette. Coming down to the wire, could not get over the hump late in that game. It, it's something to note, too, that Nebraska never led in that football game, so they were just battling from behind the entire way through. But um, some key things that, that I saw, um, but I'm going to start with Damon before anything else because DB had his first time on air on the Huskers Radio Network. DB? It was good. It was good. <laughs> Everybody's good. It, I think I survived. I, I loved, you see, I talk to you now almost more than anybody. And so after our little deal with, with Ba, right, I was kind of, I was joking and he was being informative. And then I was kind of serious. I was like, hey, you know, going from, you know, national broadcast to kind of for the school broadcast. Mm-hmm. Locally. Basically doing the Homer Network. Like, what'd you think? Because I knew kind of what the perception was. It was going to be like, not to go all Bill Callahan, but. You know, if people had a concern, it was going to be like, that's too technical for you. You know, and I was thinking, <laughs> I'm not going to, doesn't really have to be like that, right? And when you get a chance to just kind of look at it through Nebraska's lens and and um, enhance the broadcast that way, I felt pretty comfortable. And So, so what you're saying is you did no prep. <laughs> <laughs> That was a rumor of some other guys for me. I like show prep. So, you know, game prep for me is uh, it's pretty easy just because it's what I do. It's what I study. You know, it's I have a job that is tied, uniquely tied to sports. Really? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So knowing Purdue, scheme, stuff like that, it's all good. And, of course, uh, I get a chance to know I know Nebraska pretty okay. So I had a ton of fun. Um, we got great engineers uh, Greg Sharp's a true pro, pr- true pro. Jessica Cootie is really easy uh, to work with uh, from a sideline standpoint. So I think it's going to be good. I, it's a, it's a lot it's a lot of fun, right? It's a fun broadcast. So right there, I get to kind of see my my real personality. You get glimpses of it just because I talked to you early in the morning. <laughs> yes. But I prefer lighthearted and, and uh, you know, never to take yourself too seriously. And, and so uh, these broadcasts are good, man. I now, have a good time. everybody has their broadcasting quirk, right? So when Matt Davison left, his was like after a touchdown, he'd always scream, yes, right? Yeah. So did you have a quirk? Did you develop a quirk? I don't really have one. Um, Are you hoping to get one? Because every great broadcaster has a tagline attributing to them. Yeah, like, touchdown, Kansas <laughs> yeah. City. Yeah, I wasn't going to go to Holtis, but we could. <laughs> You're not a Mitch guy? I, I like Mitch. Uh, Mitch. I met Mitch one time at training camp over Mitch, at Missouri Mitch Western. Was Shano's guy. Really? Still yeah. or no? Shane, you like Mitch Holtis? Mitch. Got Mitch it! and Raider fan Shane. 
they would have some unique conversations. You know, I mean, I don't think I'll get the sig. I will. It'll take a long time for the signature. Like, holy moly, man, woman, and child, did that put them in the aisles? Like, there won't be like wild <laughs> brunzer type stuff, but. <laughs> When Nebraska. Or maybe Will Teeman from Michigan State. He got it. <laughs> We're, we brought Shane on to talk, and all you did was it. talk he, over he, Shane. He got it. He got it. Isn't that great? He got it. That's, it's, it's, that's, he got now, it. it's easy for a play-by-play guy to have his thing. It's harder for a color analyst to have theirs. Yeah. I will not go all Robert Griffin the third. What about Mark Sanchez? I kind of like. Buck guy. Yeah? Yeah. And plus... He's had some very, very great um, analogies. We'll use noises uh, that I've repurposed a lot on podcasts. I don't like noise guy. That would be Romo, right? Uh, Oh, uh, that's Sanchez, too. uh, So, uh. do you remember the double doink when Kugler and Sanchez were in London? Doink, doink. Doink, doink. Yep. Uh, they were showing the slow motion clip of Sanchez, and like y- you would think that he wasn't even in the broadcast booth. You would think he's at home in his bathroom doing something else because uh, he. I like Sanchez. He, <laughs> that's what I called him when he was supposed to be the Jets franchise quarterback. I just called him as Mark Sanchez. So post post, and all you hear is Sanchez go, oh. <laughs> Did he do it? Was he? Was he logged on to the Homer Network? Can you nah, I was. I, I thought he was on a different uh, hub, yeah. not NFL hub. Going to be a part of our morning dump. How yeah. about that? We yeah. call that a tea. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, but no, that's good. So, what would you say if you had to come up with one right now? What would be your your thing? Give me all six of those. That's it. I say that a lot. Give me all six. See, of See, I think I don't know if you say it. You know, to your high school kids, but I think you should come up with something that you say to your high school kids and bring it to the Husker Radio Network. I'll work on that. I try to be different, you know, like, because our kids at the high school level, they're very good at impersonating me. You should bring some of those guys on sometime. One of the things I think I say is, babe. Hey, babe. babe. They say it's babe. <laughs> babe. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, but I, you know, I'm like, hey, what'd you say, babe? Hey, good job, babe. I don't know. Are you talking think, to your wife or the kids? This no, I think, it's, I think it's the kids. Do you right? think that's your son, Caleb, telling them what you say at home oh, and now they just make it fun listen, of you? He's got all my mannerisms down, Pat. Come on, man. Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yo, here we go. <laughs> no, unbelievable. just pick on Damon. <laughs> that's <Shane's>, not true. <laughs> exactly. Shane's now, got... you tell Sipple to put that in his pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I did say that to Simple one time. Yeah? Yeah, we were at odds about something during the CWS show, and it wasn't even baseball related. It was talking, we were talking about like. Leave it to you to get off topic. Fall camp. Right. Right? I mean, why would I do that? Just a lot of things to talk about, and you only have 24 hours in a day. Why not talk about 275,000 different things? Because there's not tomorrow. Believable. That is you. Yeah, totally. You are Mr. Pause. I've noticed that. Yeah, so that's kind of my cadence. Right, yeah. it's. I don't know why. I think. Do you know what I think it is? Trey Palmer is awesome. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> no, and speaking of which, how many times was Purdue going to fall for the same route concept? I mean, it looked like Nebraska was out there playing Madden. 
Seriously. Like, all, it just, Hail Mary. So, every play. The, so those little two-by-two two routes where they would stack him, and one guy would go inside, one guy would go outside. and it's One almost, guy thought the safety would cover, yeah, and the I'm other like, guy thought the hey, corner was staying. You two guys <laughs> back there that are in tandem, you should probably talk to one of them. <laughs> right. Because Palmer's on en route to a quarter of a mile. Well, and there were a, a couple of throws that Casey threw that were even – required Trey to slow down a bit, yeah. catch it, and then go. So that game was crazy. I thought that there were, for as bad and as porous as Nebraska was defensively sometimes, I thought that game really boiled down to ball placement. O'Connell, really good with his in some tight window throws. Yeah, that and, last touchdown in particular. Hey, so, and it was hard to appreciate what he was doing going from, like, bottom of the hash to top of the numbers on some of those out routes. The The ball that he threw to Charlie Jones, uh, the little the little look-in route late in the game, um, the, the last drive, that ball was out of Aiden O'Connell's hands before Charlie Jones even made mm-hmm. his end cut. I mean, so just little things like that I felt like were the difference. And there's three balls Casey wants back. Vokalek was wide open. I don't think he thought that linebacker was athletic enough to make that play. I think he thought he had enough touch. Mm-hmm. Um, You're talking about the drive when they were on the four. Well, the, it was the first interception that he threw. Got it. Okay. When Vokalek was on the crossing route, the kind of little little boot action. Got I it. call it waggle. Different touch I'm thinking of. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm sure you're getting there. And then in the end zone with Alante Brown mm-hmm. wide open. Yeah. Well, uh, so the first – down play was the same way. That's the touch I thought yeah. you were referring to. Again, that's a good call. Uh, not because, it, but it wasn't as noticeable right. on the the fourth down because I mean that was for all the marbles, right? And then the interception that he threw, same concept, the little scissors route where they kind of just exchange mm-hmm. responsibilities. Uh, and Palmer's down the sidelines, and he threw it up the hash, short versus along the sidelines, long. Palmer was open for probably six or seven yards. So that was, those were three balls that I'm thinking. If we, if you make those plays, a lot more pressure on turning point. I think that's a turning point in the game. Excuse me. I think, uh, like that, like I said, that one drive um, when they were on the four yard line and they had to throw the ball three times. Now, why did they throw the ball three times? A lot of people would say. It's first and goal from the four. You run the football. But did you watch how Nebraska ran the football in that game? Uh, they totaled, what, 122 total yards on the ground, and 60 came from Trey Palmer on one run, and another 31 came from Casey Thompson scrambling. The running backs had a very hard time getting through the line, finding the holes, and if there was even a hole yeah. every now and then. And the, and the, and the, the strange thing about that is, as Grant I think, finished with 8 for or 11 for 38, Purdue had been pretty salty, their front seven against the run. Hadn't given up a 100-yard rusher uh, all season. So you kind of felt like that was a problem. And we kind of joked, not joked because it was a little foreshadowing. We didn't love the pressure that the front seven could put on you, but I think we did like them against the run. And that pretty much came to fruition. Although there were a couple of times where you know, Nebraska was a little leaky on the edges in terms of pass protection, and, and we saw that too. But... Um, just their, their lack of depth along. So there's three places it's really starting to show up. Offensive line, defensive line, and their linebacking core. Mm-hmm. Well, and because 
how injuries just started to stack up yeah. there with the linebackers in that game with Henrich going out. Uh, it, it was very easy for crazy legs, as they like to call them on the yeah. broadcast, Mock to run the football. Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch. <laughs> Shane, are you old enough to know who that is? Nothing would uh, please me more. <laughs> Than to know who that is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Explain yeah. it to me. Now, Maccabee was a stud. He was awesome. He was... Uh, Especially in the first half. So, there are a couple of concepts that I was wanting Nebraska to figure out a little earlier where, you know, Purdue would use Durham, who would motion into kind of like their number two receiver. He would just crack, and they would get outside the crack block, and Nebraska needed their corner to play in the run game because the safety wasn't going to be able to get there. I drew it. I don't even know if I'm supposed to do this. This lets you know how crazy I am. Like, during the broadcast, I drew a picture. You started doodling. I drew a picture, and I tweeted it out. And I simply said. I didn't see that. I simply said, crack replace. I don't (coughs) know if that's part of the broadcast. But I'm, you know, I'm weird like that. So it was driving me crazy, so I just decided that I would draw a picture and and tweet that out. It is. Uh, oh, you t- you retweet I, more than anybody I know. Uh, I like I like a few. I retweets. see I see crack replace. Am I getting close? Is it in that thread? Yeah. If you click, oh, there it is. Oh, I got it. I've got it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I, I literally drew that during the broadcast. I see a couple of erase marks there. Yeah. You didn't even like your own play call. I didn't. I did not. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that people kind of understood what was happening. You want the safety I mean, to get over the top and the corner to make that nice play. little pitch. Yeah, and there they would goes. out leverage. They would out leverage Nebraska, and so and struggle to tackle in the open field. And later on, especially in the first half, um, you know their backside defensive end, and a lot of times it was Garrett Nelson would get too far upfield. So Purdue would cut back, and they would be underneath the cutback guy because Nebraska was too far upfield. So I felt like in the second half, you know, you heard Coach Joseph say, listen, you know, we have to make a few adjustments in the run game. They did a they did a pretty good job, given what they had, to make some adjustments, whether it was a backside safety kind of coming down into the run game or changing the alignment of their linebackers. Coaching absolutely matters. And 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 I think Nebraska did a very good job of adjusting now, AR, I'm finally ready to have the conversation that Nebraska is void of talent. For the first four years, really, of this regime, well, I guess mm-hmm. pre-Mickey Joseph, I wasn't really ready to have the talent conversation. I thought that was more about coaching because you don't lose that many close games and have it not right. be about coaching. Right. The talent was good enough, and there were very few games – where when the broadcast was over or the game was over, and I'd say, oh, my gosh, if we only had better players. It's now starting to be that case where I felt like Nebraska's literally, can we talk violence? I think we hear violence where Nebraska's literally in a gunfight and they're using knives. Don't tell. They need they need a little more in the ammo. Now, do you think if Adrian Martinez were still there, that this he team, wouldn't have thrown an interception. Well, no, I was going to. At K State, he has zero. I, I've seen that stat fly around. Don't worry, <laughs> man. Um, but do you Are we think? Obsessed? Do you think it would be different? 
Do you think because you're talking about talent here now, and I'm not going to get onto the no. Adrian Martinez I, is better I, than I, Casey no. Thompson or vice no. versa, but do you think it's any different if he's still here? Because my, my gut says he's no. been with the system for so long. My gut says no. Even though Casey and Adrian was a very good deep ball thrower, um, my gut says no, primarily because they still would have to protect him. Now, would you be able to introduce a QB run game element? There it is. Absolutely. But is that what Coach Mark Whipple would want to do? Because you still could do it with Casey. I mean, his carries, when they're designed, he – if you – we got to do this. We have some crack statisticians out there. I'm going to ask my guy Stu Manji. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, who does a lot of great stat work for me. On design QB runs, I'm going to guess Casey Thompson runs the ball for more than five yards a carry. On designed plays. Yes, not scrambles where he's sacked, where you have to factor in, you know, plus minus or net gains. On designed QB runs, I guarantee you Casey Thompson is averaging more than five yards. I would love to know. I would love to know. I'm going to ask. So if you had to set an over-under for me, would you set it at five and a half or four and a half? I'll take the I'll, – I'll set it at five and a half. And you know what? With Shane's money, I'm going to take the over. I'll take the under. No big deal. Under. All right, we're on. I'll take the under. And the reason for that is – well, you know, I also have to see how many times they actually design a QB run with Casey Thompson. Yeah, is it, talking is like, it six times like or is true, it true zone read right. or QB draws? Right. Is it six times or is it 25 times? Like, that's what I need to know. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Because the average will drastically shift, right? If it's six times versus if it's like 25 or 30. Well, I'll still take the under. Because think about no, it. No, 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 no. So you're saying volume, right? Because it gives the yards yeah. to carry a chance to come down. Right. Um. Okay, I could, I'll entertain that, right? So, you know, as obviously Palmer's one for 60 would come down with Correct. one more carry. Yes. <laughs> I get it. But the fact is, I believe the body, let's say it's 10. Jeez. Because I don't think he has more than 10 design. Well, I'm, I'm kind of going off the top. Probably not more than 10, but I bet those 10, he's 50-some yards plus. I'm telling okay, you. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, you know what? I don't know why I'm trying to argue with you, Mr. Statistician. But well, because, but, but one thing about me is I'm, I haven't put it to paper yet. I'm going off my memory. Mm-hmm. So, Which is great for so, me. So it's different. You like couldn't you, even remember your garage code. I couldn't. <laughs> but I know people that know. <laughs> Um, isn't that weird? I don't, well, I don't use my own garage. Code. I have a garage <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just funny that you don't know that, but you're like, Oh, but let me tell you about all of these I designed know, runs. Casey Thompson has safety in my house. Not important. Sports. <laughs> very important. <laughs> just, uh, so I'll still take the under. So even if you set it at what are you, are we going up now? No, five and a half. Five and a half. I'll still take the under. You're probably because, right. Because here. I, I feel like my, at least with this team as it sits today, I think the under is a very, a very easy thing to pick. Well, it's safe. Yeah, it's all, I'm all about being safe <laughs> or selfish. 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 What's up, Doc? Shellfish. So that's, Do- oh, that's, a, that's, that's totally, totally on me. me. Uh, Doc Sadler tweeted out a picture of him eating someplace the other day. I don't know why I still follow Doc Sadler. It's exciting. He's, he's a great, he's a hilarious Twitter follow. <laughs> he was like eating someplace and he said he paid I, I $33 for a lobster roll. <laughs> what? And he, in, in true Doc fashion, he goes, 
I didn't even get the chips. <laughs> we're going to be all right. You know, it's funny you mentioned lobster rolls. My parents were up in Maine this weekend and had lobster, lobster roll. rolls up there. Hey, so would they like me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, because I like lobster rolls. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you guys can hang out. My mom doesn't really like lobster, though. My dad, all about it. So there's a lobster food truck a block away from where I live. There's a TNT. See, that's, there's that's a t- dicey. That's oh, dicey for me. It was fantastic. Food truck. It was fantastic. I, and I'm not knocking food trucks here, they but are. I'm knocking seafood at food trucks. Okay, we're, uh, we're, we can wrestle over this. I would even let you in because you're a little slight, but yeah. I'm team food Well, truck. you're not in my weight class, so... <laughs> Okay, simple. okay, simple. <laughs> You'd have to come down thirty pounds before I'd entertain it. <laughs> uh, but I'm no, PJ Carlissimo here. I, I like do pizza from a food truck, but seafood. Like, think about seafood in the Midwest. <laughs> I tell this to my my girlfriend. Dude, they have these the things called planes. I know you they snob. do. I know, but this is it's not fresh, and I'm like, I it am is miss- fresh. Same day, fresh frozen. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Shane, we're not going to get along. Get this guy out of here. I'm taking you to Yoshitomo on Shane's dime. (laughs) I love going on Shane's dime. And it is, well, he's rich now, you know. Yeah. My man's getting like multi-year contracts to be good at his job. Good on you over there, little cougar. I heard he actually invested some into the Lions because their price per share was down. Yeah, he's a little weird. I don't know about that. My man has on a cougar sweatshirt and a lion's hat. He has his cat family all sorts of screwed up. Speaking of cat families being screwed up, the video of Robbie Anderson resurfaced the other day of him talking with Curtis Samuel and asking, like, what what's that bear doing on the screen? Yeah, Do you remember that video? Yeah. And he's like, a serper? He's like, that's not a bear. <laughs> There's a part of me. I'm a little bit. You're going to get this about me. There's a, I'm a little bit of a bleeding heart. And kind of feel bad for Robbie Anderson because I don't feel like he's playing with a complete deck all the time. He never is. He's gotten screwed in the spots that he's landed. Well, a lot of it he does to himself because he can't keep his emotions in check. Very true. I mean, your own coach. At least he didn't take off his jersey and his pads and just start hyping up the crowd into the end zone. Yeah. At least yeah. he didn't do that. I know. It. Yeah, I think so, too. But still, you know. Uh... <laughs> he does look like, though, Robbie Anderson looks like the person that just put a paperclip into an electrical outlet. <laughs> you don't like those? <laughs> I have no idea. So you know what he, who he reminds me of? Sideshow Bob. Yeah, a <laughs> little bit. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> like Sideshow Bob. Yeah. Totally. Oh, and I, I think you should put on like a, ro- a robe and do scenes with a pipe in his mouth and just like read read novels. Yeah. That, that would be, that's a sideshow Bob kind of thing. Definitely is. But should we land the plane on Purdue or we just. We got to land. Like do I we, feel, well, see this is what we do. We are, we're, this is the in-flight movie now. <laughs> this is, you take off and like it's, it's real serious during the takeoff. But then when you're 30,000 feet above the air or above the air, geez, above the ground. Uh, that too. Yeah, true. I guess you are getting the air at the lowest part of the ground, right? Uh, and now we're in in-flight movie mode and now we got to get serious again as we start landing so on, the plane. So on the team flight on the way down, we had access to the television. So I was watching baseball because we only had the Spanish channel to get the Yanks Guardians game. At night, for some reason, the televisions don't work when you're in the air at 1.30 in the morning. Benny! Maybe oh, they just didn't want... Benny! <laughs> this is what you get with Shane. I love it. Just you, keep throwing them through. You think I'm random? <laughs> yeah, random. that's true. Were you surprised with Crazy Legs Maccabee? 
You know, I, realize he was like fourth on the depth chart. I was, and the reason for that, because we did our big preview leading up to the game, and we had said that we didn't think Purdue's run game was going to be an issue. Yeah, and, wh- and, one, and one of the keys was we couldn't be the defense that let that offense get mm-hmm. healthy, and they truly were the good medication. So O'Connell was so accurate. He was back-shouldering balls to fourth-string running backs. And and Maccabee almost caught one on the sidelines. And I'm O'Connell's accuracy was something to behold, especially from my vantage. And it was kind of the same with television, although you probably didn't get the end zone to end zone. But, you know, you're all up top watching that game. His touch and ball placement was unbelievable. You, you were giving Purdue those chances to run little, little option-choice routes with Charlie Jones. Who's Who a, was incredible. He's a dude. And I said he's he was dude. going to break out. He's a dude. Although we thought with Quentin Newsom back there. No, that but Newsom had good coverage. I, that's what I'm saying. We thought that with him out there that he would really limit Charlie Jones. Yeah. And Charlie Jones just Some said. Some of those balls. It was like, what do you suppose? I, and I would make the case. I don't know what you think about this since it's a bye week and the halfway point. I would make the case that Newsom is probably Nebraska's defensive MVP. Could be. Easily. I mean, he's been consistent, and he's been good, he's played hurt. He shows so much fight, too, whenever the football isn't coming his way. He's the type of guy that will see whoever catches the football and be like, I'm tackling him, and it won't be a missed tackle. But he's also laying out for legs from five yards away just to try to impede that runner so that somebody else can then come in and swoop it. But he's, he's never a guy I see that really misses a tackle. Oh, I know it. And Charlie Jones had 12 receptions, right? 12 for like a buck 38. Do you know how many targets Jones had? Uh, I'm going to take a guess, but I'm going to say 17. Oh, you're close. 16. That's pretty good. Not bad. But Nobody I, can I, do that. <laughs> I, I forget. You like gambling. So oh, yeah. You can I know come things, up with man. numbers. Yeah. This is going to be fun because. That's, that's how I strategically place like my money is knowing like, okay, Rondale Moore had, you know, I think he had nine catches. Hey, how, right? how bad is that football nine team catches. though? Bad, really bad. Bad enough to pick Robbie Anderson up in a trade the, the day after he gets kicked off the field. He runs yeah. his mouth, Not even right? a day, yeah. It's like wowzer. But well, without, without just Hollywood in, Brown. They're in desperate need, man. They are in desperate need. They need D Hop back. But even D Hop's been declining his past few years. Well, hopefully Kyler Murray can. I started him in DFS this week. Hey, Daily do Fantasy. Re- do you realize that he realizes that people can see his online gaming? <laughs> Do you realize the people like that like, take forty eight? Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. like, what are you guys doing? Uh, Everybody. So I, I was in a DFS league, which do you know daily fantasy? Yeah. How you just pick, oh, yeah. bet money, things like that. Whatever the hell it is. Yep, exactly. And I lost this week. I got second, winner take all. I lost by point five points, and Kyler Murray was my starting quarterback. Yeah, you almost won in daily fantasy without a quarterback. Yeah, generating an offensive touchdown. Correct. Because I had Ramondre Stevenson. I had Kenneth Walker. I was high on my backups this uh, week. And Zappy, you trust? <laughs> I wish, dude. Dude, is there, is there a controversy, Bruin? Between Mac and Bailey? Oh, maybe. I thought you meant between us. I'm like, I, 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 I don't too think early. so. Too, too, Not yet. Too, too, too early. We got years for that. <laughs> is, is there, though? <sighs> I mean, Bailey, much cooler name than Mac. Even Zappy, though. much cooler name than Jones. Yeah. Zippy zap. 
I mean, you Sounds can do like so much more. Of, you can do like so much of, more with Zappy. I think he has like he should go back to college and get like a hot sauce nil deal. You know, like should yeah maybe Jr. Smith it and go play a different sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, who are you caddying for today, J.R. Smith? <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're in college. Yeah, I know. Don't worry about that. He's, he's back playing in, in CAA golf tournaments. I mean, who doesn't do that when he's not shirtless and hammered? Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and passing up a three-point shot when the game's tied. Yeah. But, hey, man, the clock. <laughs> we're, we're, I think we're up. Oh, wait, we're not right up. There. We're, not, we're not winning? <laughs> LeBron's losing his mind. Oh, my gosh. He was so mad. Mm-hmm. He was so mad. Okay, let's dial back in. Um, I want to mention this one time, and then, of course, we'll be back talking again every day. But Prob- probably tomorrow. Yeah, probably maybe tomorrow, maybe Thursday. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but th- I think this was a tweet from your guy, Stu. You said a big stack guy. Uh, he tweeted out ESPN's FPI has Nebraska at a 6.8% chance of reaching six wins. Projected record right now, four and eight. Do you think with the five games left that Nebraska has that they can relatively get to that six-game win mark? And if they do, that means they have to beat the teams. If I'm going to knock off the ranked teams here, that means they have to beat Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. So they got to go. Th- they got to go three and two. They in have the next to go five. three and two. There are a couple that are good matchups. Illinois is not one of them. Correct. Um, Chase Brown, one of the Big Ten players of the week, which I think uh, Trey Palmer got snubbed. Well, and Illinois me. runs this running scheme. It's called gap scheme, and it is going to be very tough for Nebraska's front, especially with no Henrich. But you do get – I didn't realize how big Bielema is. That happened over the last couple of years, too. Yeah, I didn't realize that until I saw him mic'd up before the game. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you look like Flats from SpongeBob. I don't think we can say that. <laughs> I, but don't, I don't know. It's a podcast, shame. right? Hey, shame. No, we people can't hear you. You wait, guy. My man's just walking can, around behind me. Can we, can me we Shane Shame? Well, we talk about his him being little. Why can't you say SpongeBob? <laughs> I don't think it was SpongeBob. I think I it was my comparison to him being flats. Wow. But uh, you never know what that guy. Um, do you know who I'm talking about though? Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm I like Krabby Patties. I'm totally yeah. Oh, I get it. That's <laughs> you're wrong for that. You should put like a big eye on there. Can you Photoshop? Yeah, I can. Oh, fudge! If I ever learn how to do that, I'll be dangerous. Yeah, I should probably invest. Yeah. Okay, so it's not Illinois. So it, it's not Michigan. No, so it has right. to be those three. Iowa, and Minnesota, especially a, a Tanner Morgan. Do they Rutgers it and get a bowl game at five and seven? Oh, I don't know, man. How's APR? Great. Guys going to school. What do we think? How the grades? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Would you go to a ball game at five and seven? I absolutely would. I would. I would attend it if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, players! I know we're five and seven. You have a chance to play in a ball game. Nah, coach, I'm good. I don't want to go. <laughs> oh, good for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Minnesota will be a tough one. Um, the way Wisconsin is playing, I can easily see Nebraska sneaking by them. If they end up beating Iowa with that last game of the year, which it all could come down to if they beat Minnesota and then they uh, go on and beat Wisconsin, you're now looking at that Black Friday game taking place and it be end-all be-all for Nebraska's football season. Could be good. Could be good. We'll be there. Damon, thanks so much. Hot takes, of course, with Damon Benning and Andrew Rogers on Herd at Sports. We'll be back next time. Make sure to check us out right here on Herd at Sports.
See you later.